1: you'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style,
0: the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf, fella.
2: Hey, this is Max from the RKLs and you're listening to The Missing Curfew.
0: I like your skin on Sunday
2: morning after you have had five drinks at the bar and I like your skin when it's hot in the summer reading a book by yourself at the park and I like your skin when you're getting goosebumps whispering things
1: up dog my man fellow fridays continue the big fella boy do we have a nice guest today this is uh, this is what i'm talking about rock star fella you know what i say i i often like you know we talk about guests on this pod and sometimes you know the hockey guys come on they're good guys good guys i'm telling you what this guy is an absolute stud i've seen him in concert about maybe six times one of the best was in st louis actually where i left uh we all went to a St. Louis Cardinal game because they were, you know, they made like Petrangelo throw at the first pitch. But I grabbed Carter Hutton and his wife and was like, Do you guys like the band, the R. And they're like, Yeah. So she's like, I love them. They're my favorite band. I'm like, Yeah, they're playing a show up the street. They go on in like 20 minutes. I think we should get the hell out of here. Yeah. they are like, Fuck the ball game. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. Let's get it. They're like, It's the second inning. I took and and, and Hutsy's like, I just signed here. I'm like, Don't worry. We'll just, it'll be fine. <laughs> and we, we snuck out of there. It'll we be went. Fine. We went to see uh these cats the Kells, one of canada's uh best touring bands i mean they win all the junos all the time junos yeah. are empty we gotta go boy. should we go to the juno should we invite ourselves to the junos when are the junos in the summer or what can we qualify are we an entertainment I think we just walk the carpet with yeah boys. that's what i want to do that would be carpet. great yeah that would be great so we have max kerman on today max has been yeah. a b- buddy of ours we got introduced to through ryan o'reilly and uh we're excited about this interview um his band the arkels just released as of yesterday their new album self-titled laundry pile what a name love the name love the name love right? the name and it just so happens that they've announced a tour at your service tour across the u.s of a uh you're gonna there's a bunch you of are, stops here you know, i do know why it's a great
0: name because everyone in the world it's just normal laundry but you've had we all have a pile. you've had a pile up right <laughs> the laundry's piled up Life's piling up. It's just a laundry pile of shit coming at you. That's yeah. why I love it there so much, man.
1: <laughs> you look at it and you're just like, I'm, like, oh I'm putting. I'm going to go see a concert. I'll put it off. <laughs> uh, but listen, start their before. tour off in one of my favorite cities, Philadelphia, September 29th next week, and uh, finishing on the west coast of the U.S. of A. in L.A. on the 22nd, which you and I and or maybe our lovely ladies will go to. But uh, if you haven't seen this band, they are incredible live. Um, Max is a front man that is an absolute stud. He's got a ton of energy, good flow, good air, good, uh, well-dressed, well-dressed guy.
0: Great style. That's
1: something we, we were looking forward to talking to him
0: about his style. Obviously, you're Mr. missing if we talk about National League style. The times I've seen this guy, I think I've seen him twice. Um, great style, great stage presence, brings it, snaps it around, crispy rice. It's, it's, uh, he brings it, man. That's yeah. why, that's, that's how... When I saw him for the first time, I'm like,
1: I'm sold on this guy. And, and he stopped by our all-star party last year. I mean, he did. even. I don't even know if we got to that. But we, guy, did. You know, this guy, he, he's everything. He's uh, what you would call the perfect uh, live band. And he's the perfect frontman for them. The right kind of band for this decade, as the Globe and Mail has said. Um, but we are, uh, we're proud to have Max on. Thanks for him for taking the time. And uh, for you listeners out there, go check him out in concert. Yeah, here he comes. Max from the Arkells. How's it going, guys? What's up, bud? Hey, listen, I tell you what, hey. I, I kind of wanted to wait. I, I feel a little bad. I wanted to wait till you were gonna come in studio for this one, you know? It's not the same. Sitting across. Yeah, hey,
2: well, you know, I gotta come down. We'll be uh we'll be down there soon enough. So
1: uh, late, late October, right? Yeah, are you you're in Manhattan Beach? New, Newport. Newport, okay, nice. Yeah, it's a little it's chill down here, you know. I like where where is your studio? Like what is this room you're in right now? It's pretty sexy, right? You want to do a These you wanna very sexy. you want to record a jam in here when you come? Feel free. I'd love to do The that. acoustics are are juice. Um so there's my boy Max Miller, producer in the back. Hey man. And the big fella Obes. Yeah. But we're in like we're right by John Wayne Airport, and this is um if you recall the party we threw, uh big Al Hall, who runs the NBA Summer League. This is okay. his, this is his like office that he runs kind of Hall Pass, it's called Hall Pass Media. He runs his stuff here we just took over his studio basically love it yeah it's that's good lot. where are you at
2: I'm I'm in Toronto right now we just um wrapped up a rehearsal and we were so playing
1: in Ottawa tomorrow and uh yeah we're just we're just keeping busy as we do so Ottawa tomorrow and then you got like I noticed the three little can- yeah yeah the three little Canadian shows right Guelph yeah we got Guelph St. Catharines, Peterborough but
2: in the middle of that we got an American leg so we have I think we're in Philly, Jersey, Brooklyn, Boston, Columbus, uh, Chicago, Denver, Seattle, Portland,
1: L.A. I think that's, that's I think a t- hey, that's a touring band. If you've ever heard of, walk one right there. Back. I'm a map guy. I can see it. <laughs> my, yeah. my back hurts just hearing all those cities. My back, my back <laughs> hurts but just hearing all. Those why don't we start just right there? What's it mm-hmm. like the feeling of uh, you know lining up a little fall tour? What the excitement around that? The excitement of your new album dropping. Like, well, what does that feel like amongst you know the guys in the band? What's that like? It's good. You know, it's interesting. E- each time
2: you, I get that question, kind of depends on where we are in our life and in our career. And <clears throat> one of the goals for this fall is just like, how do we make sure that every time we go out, it feels different for us, right? Because you don't want to do the thing where like, what tour was that? What album was that? You know, because when you do something long enough, it can all kind of blend together. So I think that's one of the goals is like, okay, how do we make this tour feel very specifically like this tour? So we were rehearsing. And just trying to think of like new bits. What's the stage look like? Like just all kind of the prep and production that goes into the planning is what we're in right now. And um, yeah, and the other thing is like for me, and this cannot be understated, <clears throat> And I've actually talked to a pal of mine who played university hockey and he had a similar feeling. And the fact that I don't have to lug an amp into a venue anymore and I can just walk onto the stage and the guitar and everything's just ready is such a huge accomplishment. It cannot be understated. And he said for me when I was playing junior hockey in Ontario, not having to bring your bag into the into the rink. When you just walk into your dressing room and that's your dressing room yeah. and it, your stuff's just there and your stuff's hanging up, you're like that was the best feeling ever. And I always feel that way still. I'm like, oh, I'm just walking in. I don't even have anything with me. Yeah. And, and everything's ready to go. It's yeah. it's, it's pretty
0: cool. That's, that that, that is, happens after cool. and, well, I'll tell you what Max I had to go back down to the minors after 10 years of being in the NHL. I had to go back down to the minors. And you go down there and you want to be part of the guy. You want to be part of the team, right? You don't want to be this big mm-hmm. girl that comes down. But the one thing I did have is I said to the trainer, I said, listen, I'm not carrying my own fucking bag in the <laughs> room. All right. I, I can't, watch, I how can't how go much, back. I can't go back. How much do you want? <laughs> let's let's take a deal right here. What's it going to take? But that bag will be carried by somebody else from that bus in that dressing room. Because, like you said, when you make it to that level of the NHL to where you are now. It's like, just roll yeah. right in, baby.
1: Yeah. And you're like, if you need tape or if you're like laces. Yeah, it even gets to the point where you don't even do your. Own I skate, just wasn't you don't even my do your way. own skate laces. I'm, like, I'm
0: not carrying this fucking thing in there. But, um, but you know, I think that's why a
2: lot of bands sort of end up tapering off because it's like you know the um, ebbs and flow of a career is different, and usually there's a sweet spot of a few years if you're lucky, and then you know the momentum kind of gets away from you and things sort of start drifting probably in the wrong direction. And going back, going backwards is always hard. So it's like, can you persevere through the hard hard times? And like, okay, can I? lugging my own amp again and some people just don't want to do it and i get it like it's i understand like you know,
1: there's other things i could do with a tie <laughs> yeah you're like can i get um, back yeah, to playing backyard parties where i have to show up with my own gear yeah. yeah which yeah i'm sure you can
2: well you know what we did um nick nurse uh, our our friend who's you know now with the philadelphia 76ers he had a final soiree party in his backyard and we had a big jam there's probably 20 you know, eh, probably 15 musician friends of mine and nick and all of his pals and the Raptors coaching staff. Then um, this is his past summer. But I was lugging my own gear in, and I was just like,
0: i the fuck <laughs> am I it? I was like, "I hate this." But for Nick, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, he brought the championship to the Raptors. Hey, eh? for Nick Nurse, yeah. for Nick Nurse, I'll carry my amp. But Max, exactly. I want to ask you. I mean, obviously, we're big fans of what you guys do. But when it comes to a new album, like, mm-hmm. how do you get in the right frame of mind? I guess do you, do you sit down with your bandmates and say, "All right, boys," like I, I don't know. Do you go on a retreat? Like, how do you start to get focused on? Okay, we got a new album. Let's get some ideas. Let's get creative. That's a good, that's a great
2: question, because we had been doing things a certain way for the last couple records and, um, we had some kind of outside help that was pretty sort of heavy handed in like the production and shaping of the songs. And at that point in time, I I really loved having outside voices beyond just the five of us. But for this record, we kind of fell into it. We were just going to hang out. This is back in January and, um, we just wanted to spend time with each other, just kind of like work with no agenda, with no timeline. And one thing led to another, like we had three songs and then five new songs and then eight new songs. And then we got to like 10 songs. Like, oh, well, it looks like we have a record right now. And it was sort of, it kind of felt like the first time we made a record. It was just the five of us kind of hacking through songs and trying to figure out what sounded best without a lot of like professional equipment or like, uh, you know, a big time producer or any of that stuff. It was just sort of the five of us. And I don't know if we would have been able to do it four years ago. Like, it felt like we needed extra help four years ago just to kind of keep the creative spark there. But at this point in time, like, I don't know, it just kind of made sense. And I think for us, it's like, as a creative, I never want to get too dogmatic on how I think the process should be. I just want to be open-minded to be like, okay, this worked before, and we're going to take the good parts that we liked. But it's not to say that other things uh, won't work, right? Because- I think being open-minded to, to new ideas and also trying things that you did 10 years ago could, could be helpful, too.
1: So, that, so that's how we kind of approach this last record. So, Max, uh, for, for your Arkells fans out there, um, Laundry Pile, the name of your album and this one of the singles that just dropped.
0: That's a good name for an album, Laundry Pile. kind <laughs> like that.
1: What can your fans expect out of this album, like the sounds, the influences? A- uh, you said that there were some people maybe in around you that influence you with some of the sounds of this new album, but... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, what can your, what can your fans expect for, you know, the, the two have dropped on Spotify listening this morning, mm-hmm. great, great songs, but what, what about the rest of the, the flow of this album? What can they expect?
2: Yeah, I think the major goal was to not overdo it. it. You know, we have a tendency to have these songs that start with just a piano or a guitar and then we build them up. We're like, let's add horns. Let's add more synths. Let's do this. It, like, but every time we add that instinct, we're like, no, 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 no. These songs need to be super intimate. They need to be really vulnerable and raw. And so anytime we started getting carried away with just like layering instruments on top of instruments, we said, okay, we have to stop it. And we did that kind of by listening to like just great singer songwriter music. And like, if you listen to a band like the Lumineers, there's kind of nothing going on in, in, in those songs in a great way. And it was like, you listen to a song like Hey Ho, there's like a, a kick, like a guitar and a vocal. And I think, and, the, and that's kind of it. And so um, that was sort of the goal, I think, with with the, with the record. It's like we're just thinking about, you know, classic stuff like Tom Petty or Jackson Brown. Uh, and then there's a lot of great new singer-songwriters, you know, Lumineers, Mount Joy, you know. And there's a lot of great Canadian artists that we looked up, like Joel Plaskett and, uh, you know, just great singer-songwriters that, that have always been a part of our music. But on a production level, we've never quite tried to harness
1: that kind of sound. So like baby making music or like, is it going to be like when you, when, they, sir, when when we, everything turns to baby making When, when we step into this concert, are we going to have some like sing along I mean, to you said, like oh, I, Petty and Lumineers, you got yeah. me, buddy. You got me hooked. I'm hooked. Like, as <laughs> hope Snow's this. We're, we're huge, obviously, live music fans and he saw the Lumineers last weekend in Aspen. So you just touched on, on a nice thing for him. But I like to like have that chant uh, amongst like my crowd mates when I'm listening to a band. Oh, and, that's and the they, goal. And you like, Give me your microphone to the crowd and we all know like th- that chant that you have. Like so that's the most satisfying part of the, yeah.
2: That yeah. that's the goal. It's like I just want to hold up the microphone and have people do the work for me.
1: That's hold the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, can you just hold my stick and score some goals <laughs> here? <laughs> oh, yeah. <my> <laughs> that's great. Max, I've had uh so just to touch back on our relationship. Um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, was a dear friend of ours, but fact daddy he, one of his favorite teammates, he introduced me to you via text message for a George Street Festival um, show that right. he's played. Yeah, Excellent. man, St. John's, and it just so happens that the big fella here, he and I went for his 40th birthday to Ireland. Um, oh. On the way back, we stopped and seen Big Scott and Mandy, my folks in St. John's, and I took him to George Street and got him screeched in. So, oh. we had tradition. I, t- I said, buddy, this street here, this is where I saw the Arkells. They had this, mm-hmm. m- this beautiful stage, and, um, you know, talk talked about rocking, and I met them out after, and that was just a great time. But talk a little bit about maybe... Um, you know, Newfoundland, that sort of experience mm-hmm. for your for your squad. Like you guys like going out there?
2: Oh, it's the best. You know, it's funny. It's like we just sort of by coincidence, we've been in Newfoundland like four times in the last 4 years. Like no Canadian band goes to Newfoundland <laughs> lately more than us. And and like th- there's a like a fintech company that had a company party and they asked us to come out. It was like us in this UK band the Struts, they threw this big party for their staff. And we've done George Street, uh we've done Iceberg Alley. And it's so singularly like Newfoundland. Like there's no, you can't confuse it with anywhere else in Canada. You know, there's lots of ways in Canada. You're like, hey, you know, am I in Calgary or Edmonton or I'm in like, you know, what city in Ontario am I? But like in Newfoundland, it's just like, it's so different from the rest of the country. And they love their live music and they're like, kind of like, they feel more Irish than they do Canadian. It's just like their way they tell stories and the way they talk and, the, and their appreciation for company. And, um, yeah, we, and it, it's cool though. Cause we've been going there for so long, right? Like we've been, our first time ever was 2010. And when you build up these relationships with like these small towns, they remember you. And they, and they also like, you know, for instance, like blue rodeo does particularly well out there. And I, and I kind of wondered why I'm like, what, what's, what's the fascination? Like, oh, for a long time, blue rodeo was the only bands that would come to the island. Like a lot of rock and roll bands weren't making the trip. Cause it's sort of a pain in the ass. But Blue already always did, and so like the Islanders just like remember that, and you know, and they, they hold a special place in their heart. But you know what? Fuck, we went to Labrador City this year. Ever been there? No, I never ever been. No, oh my, it, that it took like four planes to get there. It's a it's it's uh, it's on the border of Quebec, so you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. But there's a lot of Newfoundlanders, obviously Newfoundland and Labrador. But uh, that was a fascinating place too.
0: No, Max, I'm with you. That was my first time in Newfoundland, and I say this respectfully, but it doesn't feel like Canada. You're almost like at no. their own little thing going on there. But <laughs> I will be going to George Street Festival this year. I already got it in my calendar, so I don't know if you're playing. Oh, if, good. If you are, oh, great. If not, maybe come get drunk with the boys. But yeah. Max, one thing I, I, when I've seen you boys, I think I've seen you twice. Um, once with the fact, Danny, I caught you another time. But but your stage present, fellow, that that you bring the heat, uh, and you just went through the tour dates there. Uh, and I joked about my back being sore, but that that's going to be a, a long haul for you. How do you ramp up every night? Like I, mm-hmm. when I've seen you, it looks like you truly enjoy it. We oh, truly yeah. enjoyed the National League, but there's got to be some nights you show up to the the venue and you're like, my throat hurts. You know, maybe I had a couple mm-hmm. too. Th- like, how do you how do you motivate yourself again? You know,
2: similar to an athlete in that like you have to be peaking at you know for us nine o'clock for you guys it would have been seven o'clock right? Like you have to. So like, I I like to like sneak in a nap in the afternoon <laughs> yeah. and I, you know and I got to make sure I'm eating at the right time. But you know, it's funny, it's, um, there is, and this is like the least rock and roll answer, but, and I learned this the hard way, if you're Mm -hmm. drinking and not getting enough sleep, that's the, that's the voice killer. The other guys can have a little bit more fun on the road, but I have to be so disciplined because what happens if you're, it's worse, worse than singing is talking at a bar till two in the morning, two or three in the morning. Cause that's, so you're talking, you're drinking and then you're going back to the tour bus and you get, you know shitty five hours of sleep. And then you're just kind of screwed for the next day. And then you're screwed for the next day. So when I'm, when we're on tour, I'm, I keep it kind of in work mode. I, I cause it, cause I, I know it'll just sacrifice the next show and we're spending all this, you know, time and money and like, you know, there's so many people working with us at this point that for me to show up and t- deliver a bad show because I wanted to get like wasted the night before was probably not a good leadership quality, and <laughs> I need to kind of be <laughs> one of the leaders of the group. And, um but yeah, it is. It's interesting. And you, you know, when you if you ever see like Chris Martin from Coldplay or uh Bruce Springsteen, those guys aren't
1: fucking around. Like Chris Martin, uh, have you ever seen Coldplay? He, I Scotty. love it. it trust oh, me. I, I, I love back to back nights at the Rogers Center Skydome, and it was insane. Yeah. right. <laughs> You talk about
0: not being professional. He's trying to get ready for training camp. With that cold play back to back. I'm like, how's that bio camp going, boss? You I can't help it. So,
1: that was one of the first concerts I ever seen in Nashville when I was drafted in 2002. I see them there I, with Tom Petty. It was insane. So anyway, he is the man. All over social media. But, but, but he's so deathly totally. seriously. Like he's he's probably the guy
2: you know in in your dressing room who's like working out super hard and eating just right and do like he, that's the rock and roll version. Yeah. And and Springsteen's the same way. Like Springsteen. You know, the guy's, you know, 65, five, seven years old and he's still doing three, four-hour shows, right? And it's because, you know, there, obviously there's some freaks out there like Keith Richards who somehow is still standing yeah. at, like, despite, like, smoking and drinking every day. Uh, but, yeah, I, I try to, I try my best to kind of keep it together because I want to want to put on a good show.
0: I totally get it. I, I'm not comparing what we do to, you, to what you do because it's nowhere close, but we started this podcast, our first fellow trip to Vegas. I woke up in the morning. We had, like, eight oh. NHL guys coming on. And my voice was like, <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get some cough drops. I, I'm in one here up dog. I'm he's like, come on, fellow, tighten it up a little bit, but
1: I know what you're saying. You gotta be careful. <laughs> Max. So Obi brought this up earlier. We were just checking out, you know, some of your stuff online. He's like, wow, he's got great flow. It's got some great hair and some of the outfits are solid. So how much time, like before show, are you putting into like, you know, thinking about the jacket you got on? Cause you mm. wear some good gear and you talk about Chris Martin. He comes out in some, you know, neon mm. funky stuff and I love it. Right. He's the front man. But, like, how much time do you put into, like, I'm just going to either backwards hat this today or I'm going to get the hair flowing. I'm going to wear this sick leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. Like, how much time you put into that before? No, it's before- a, it's a good question
2: because, like, I think early, again, like, this is all about your own development and your own evolution. But, like, early in our career, it was just everyone was wearing the same thing. It was, like, black skinny jeans and plaid shirt and you're good to go. Like, that's kind of yeah. what we... we but then after a while, I'm like I, you know, I started looking at some of my heroes, you know, whether that's you know, you know, Chris Martin or Brandon Flowers from The Killers, or David Byrne from Talking Heads, or David Bowie, and you're like, oh, all these guys really cared about their presentation, right? And I think that's part of the thing because ultimately, like you know, we're a rock and roll band, but we're putting on a show. We're entertainers, and if you and I just find like whenever I go to any show, if I can tell that there's been care and thought put into the dress or the hair or whatever that like I just I just tend to enjoy it more. So yeah, th- I'd say in the last like six seven years, I've really gotten into my okay. What's my jacket for the tour? Like, am I wearing something ridiculous? Uh, you know, like nail polish. Just i kind of up for any conversation uh, around that because I don't know when I go to a show. Like, I got, I saw the Arctic Monkeys uh, last week or two weeks oh. ago in Toronto, and. Alex Turner, he's had so many different looks and lately, you know, he's wearing these sort of like bell bottoms with a cool leather jacket and he's like this pompadour hairstyle, this really cool sunglasses. I'm like,
0: this guy cares.
2: He yeah. cares.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah, the the old the old Sam Axe, we you, you know, we say look good, feel good, play good, right? So it's the same as That's the, right for you. Look good, play good. Hey, I wanna ask you like at the end of an NHL game for us and and you know, maybe this is why I went out more than I didn't. I'm going to blame it a little bit. It took a long time to wind down. And that, for me, was being a defenseman that mm-hmm. maybe played 15 minutes a night that we got a big win. I'm, I'm fired up. Like, for you being the front man, putting on a, an hour and a half show or whatever you do, how long does it take you after to where you're like, okay, I'm ready to go back to tour bus. I can shut her down. Like, mm-hmm. like talk me through your process of, of coming down after such a high.
2: Yeah. I imagine it's sort of similar uh, to your schedule, right? It's like you're you're kinda of buzzing. Like the idea of you, you know, going right to bed fifteen minutes after the show is like not gonna happen. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. It's like, you know, usually, you know, we talk to the crew, we hang out with the band. If there's like fans outside the venue, we'll make some time for that. Maybe probably get a bite to eat, because if we're on it at nine, probably haven't had anything to eat since like four. So they get a little post game food. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um yeah, and then and then I try to wind it down. Uh if, you know, if if we're off stage at
0: eleven, I'm usually Hopefully sleeping by one. One or one or one thirty. Unless something falls on your lap or something. And <laughs> where you're like, uh, what what time's that bus leave tomorrow, boys? Like <laughs>
1: one mark. What uh, yeah. that bus leave tomorrow? Max, so you guys have done so much with hockey and lately and you know, I, I just want to ask you going back, like what was your you know, when you listen to like Leather Jacket like on Hockey Night in Canada, or you or 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 you're in an arena and in between whistles, man, your own songs playing, like what mm-hmm. take me back to like you know, being a hockey fan growing up in Canada and like now your music's, you know, being played for like the NHL and you're playing all-star games and you're doing this, like, yeah. how cool is that? And like, take me back to the, that first yeah. experience of that. Oh, it's so cool
2: because the the music world is, is one thing, but the sports world like feels so much wider. And why I love sports so much is that it really kind of unites people in an amazing way. It's like, if you go to a Leafs game or a Raptors game, you just you're with a bunch of people who have all sorts of different kinds of jobs and have lots of different kind of interests, but you're kind of united by like the love of the team. And yeah, growing up, I grew up in Toronto. I went to Hamilton to meet the guys at McMaster. That's where I went to the university. And I remember there's a guy on the Leafs named Rob Pearson. Do you remember this? Oh, name? yeah, of course. I grew up in Port Hope, Ontario, down the road from you, fellow. Yeah, I know Rob Pearson. Oh, there you go. So, big, so big, buffly ha- winger. That's right. And he lived around the corner. So we'd play kind of street hockey in the laneway behind us. And Rob would sometimes like pop his head out and say hi and he'd give us sticks and stuff like that. And we'd like knock on his door and Halloween. We're like, is he going to be giving out candy? I wonder what (laughs) kind of candy Rob Rob (laughs) Pierce is going to give out. You know, and so so to so to be in a band and to write these songs and then be able to sort of rub shoulders with that community has been so cool. And I remember we played like an after party in Vegas, I want to say in 2010 for like the NHL Awards. Um and it was like like, what are we doing here? Like, keep in mind, like, we would have been like, you know, twenty-two, never been to Las Vegas before. We're getting kind of driven around town. We're at this like really fancy affair. And keep in mind too, like when you're in an Indie Rock band, you're just like playing like shitty, smelly clubs, and then all of a sudden we're like around all these professional athletes and there's an open bar. We're like, This is the greatest. <laughs> and um uh, and then it's been awesome to get to know guys in the league, you know. You know, obviously Darnell Nurse is from Hamilton and like he's such a sweet a hardworking dude. Yeah. Obviously Ryan O'Reilly. Like you know, Taylor Hall. Like, just getting to know these guys from just kind of the combination of us touring or like us playing the Kita Bala in, in Ontario or in there or on
0: a the sloth, buddy. How good is that spot? Sorry to cut yeah, you off, but uh, I told up. Yeah, oh, it's two amazing. Ago, it's amazing that place.
2: Yeah, the Kita Bala uh, for your listeners they're it's a venue in Muskoka, yeah. and it's sort of the only entertainment in town in like probably a hundred kilometer radius. So, and they've, they've been putting on shows there since like the 30s. Like Louis Armstrong played them. Wow. Like, like Jazz Cats were playing in, in this barn on the lake. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we got to party the, the NHL lake. Awards. Yeah.
0: It's literally exactly, on, like People both, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> boat. I just love that you called it the Barn on the Lake because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's literally a <laughs> barn. And, um, Yeah, we
2: played the NHL Awards in 2017. I got to like fist bump Gretzky. I don't know. It's cool. And like also get to know some of the um, pundits, you know, like Ron McLean. He comes out to all of our shows and Ron's the best. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, we've had a great just time getting to know lots of guys around the league. It's been very cool.
0: So you bring up the Fact Daddy. Listen, he used to bring his ukulele on the plane. You go to every guitar shop on the road. And when I watch the Fact Daddy play guitar, I'm like, this guy, crispy rice. He could snap it. As a pro, how good is the Fact Daddy with the guitar? Like, is he, is he's good? He's, good. He, he's good, right? You he, know, he, he's good. He's actually got a nice voice. Some people like either have it or they don't when it comes to
2: singing in tune. But he he has it, and uh, he's a little shy, a little shyer than
0: I'd like him to be. Get but, some uh, Jamison. Get, get some Jamison I mean, too. Get some Jamison and him off a little bit.
2: Well, this is right. that's, that's <laughs> the trick. But yeah, he uh, he and, and he's got great taste in music too. I've texted him here and there about like what he's listening to, and he's got yeah, he's got great taste.
0: So uh, we got to We got to get him back on stage. So, you brought up Rob Pearson. So, I got to ask you, being a good Ontario boy, like Dougie Gilmore, Wendell Clark, that air of the leaves, too. Like, when we had Dougie Gilmore on this podcast, besides Wayne Gretzky, yeah, I was so nervous for Dougie. Were you were you a big Dougie Gilmore fan? You remember those glories, oh. obviously, growing up. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, that, those, those are a
2: very special time. Yeah. I mean, and I've met Dougie because he's, he's, is, does he live in Burlington now? There, yeah, I know there's some like connection there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, all those guys obviously. One, Matt's Matt Dean obviously a little bit later. But yeah, the I mean, the Leafs uh, in that time, were like a re- I mean, Toronto sports in the in the mid '90s, early '90s is like very very fun. And that's actually, and then when the Raptors came to town right after, it was a good time because I'm born in '86, so that's been a very pivotal
1: time for me. Max, you uh, you brought up Blue Rodeo. I've I fucking love Blue Rodeo. But yeah, so Jim, cool. I was playing in Nashville, and Jim Cuddy came on the road to play to play. Jim yeah. Cuddy. He came to play a show at a little tiny spot in Nashville at the time, and he brought his mm. gear, right? And I went to the show, uh, well, me and another guy from the team at the time, I forget, it, Jason Allison or something. Anyway, we go to the show, we meet him after. He's like, boys, I got my gear. Like, what, what, What's tomorrow like? We're like, well, we're practicing. Why don't you bring your gear down and we'll skate with you after, right? So I'm like, do you, Max Kerman, do you bring your gear on the road? Or, yeah. you ever skated with like the guys after a pregame skate? like? Or something like that. Uh, I ever... wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I'd be too embarrassed
2: to play hockey. <laughs> yeah. uh, my scanning shit. But I. But I do play basketball and baseball. All, like uh, I play basketball on the road a lot too. So yeah, I. Yeah. I usually bring. Uh, I, I bring my shoes. I always buy a new ball at the beginning of the court at the beginning of a tour, and I find like a local court. And that that's what I do, but uh but, but Cuddy, Perfect. that guy, he is a. There's a reason why Cuddy's been doing it for as long as he has. Same thing with Alan Doyle from Great Big C. They're gamers. Like yeah. they want to. They want to do stuff. It's. It's like they're not just like kind of killing time on the tour bus, sitting around waiting for the show to happen. They. They pack their days in. Like Alan Doyle's, like writing a musical. <laughs> like. <laughs> like you know he's writing another book. You know. Uh, Jim's playing hockey. Jim plays hockey, you know, like it seems like five days a week or something When he's, <laughs> and, and on tour too. And I do, and I really look up to those guys, especially for that reason. They're obviously great performers and great songwriters, but the fact they have that kind of battery to just like go is always like super impressive and inspiring to me.
0: Max, if, if you're a basketball guy, I got to ask you again, being a good Ontario lad, Vince Carter, man, h- how much Vince Sanity growing up, like that to me, like what he did for basketball in Toronto, our boy, Travis actually was hanging out with Vince back in the day, but for you being, I mean, how sick was that back in the day?
2: Well, well, my first email address was Vince underscore Kerman at Hotmail, not kidding, (laughs) seriously. And uh, I, uh, I, in grade seven, there was a project for school where I had to interview somebody who had a job that I wanted in the community. So like think about a, a dream job you'd want, there's somebody in the community. So I opened the phone book and I went to the back and I called the Toronto Raptors front office. And I said, can I please speak to Glenn Grunwald, who was the general manager at the time? And they put me right through, and I got to interview Glenn Grunwald. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I've been friends with Glenn ever since. Um, but yeah, I mean, using, using sports, uh, using the job that I have now to meet people in the sports world is, is, like my, uh, is, is, is the thing I like to do the most. Actually, the other night I was texting with um, Jordy, who's the new coach of the Team Canada basketball team. And he and he was, we were talking about music and he's got great taste in music. His favorite bands he was saying is like Postal Service, U2, Depeche Mode, Phoenix. Like I was like, awesome. got
0: yeah. H- yeah. by the way, Canada Hoops, we got a bronze in the World Cup. We're no joking yeah, I anymore. Mean, we're not a out. pushover. We're going to the Olympics, baby. Bring it on. Here we go. <laughs> Paris. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Uh Max, I wanna ask you, because me and the updog we, we missed the dressing room. Well, we missed the paychecks, but we missed the dressing room. We missed the plane. <laughs> Um, talk to me about the tour bus. So we we used to get a tour bus in Bonnaroo for four days. Now I would imagine, Max, that your tour bus is a little different than ours <laughs> was for those four days. But h- how special are those moments, or are you to the point now where you know halfway through the tour you're like, get me off this stinking thing? Or or just talk to me about that because, like I said, we had it for four days and and we probably abused it too much to be honest with you. No, you know what?
2: That's very smart. Whenever I'm um, talking to anybody who's going to have a bachelor party, I'm always like, get a tour bus yeah. because. You know, you can hit a a few different cities if you want. You can have it, leave at five in the morning. You sleep, and then you wake up in the next town. Like, I think it's like, anybody listening out there? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're planning a bachelor trip. Because tour buses usually can sleep 12 guys. Like, I mean, there's different types of tour buses, but there's like a a 12 bunk sleeping situation. So I recommend that. But yeah, I mean, um, my favorite part is really like, Okay, first of all, context is that when most bands, like ninety-eight percent of bands, if they're going on a tour, they're they're renting a van and they have a U-Haul trailer on the back, and that's the way we started. And you wake up in, um, you know in a hotel, and then you have to drive six hours to the next city. Touring in Canada is insane. It's yeah. like you play Winnipeg, sleep there overnight, and then you know you're driving seven hours to get to Regina the next day. It's it's so fucking brutal, but on a tour bus you wake up in town you're, you're there so like you know one night you're in boston the next day you're you wake up and you're in new york the next day you wake up and you're in philadelphia the next day you wake up and you're in dc so what i love about the tour bus is that like you can hang the bus starts moving at two in the morning after the group the crew has packed up all the stuff you know you chat and you listen to music you are going to bed and then you wake up and you're in, in the next town and you're ready to go to your favorite coffee shop or you know you're ready to hit your favorite restaurant in new york city or chicago or whatever it may be so like that's the beauty of the tour bus is that like you just wake up and you're exactly where you need to be.
0: Yeah, I slept great on that tour bus too. I don't know if it's just because I passed out of that thing, but I was a little smaller than Max. I get in there, you know, you put the little blinds and away you go. So I, yeah. I agree with you there. You teed me up, and, and we get this a lot. I, I have to ask you, besides Canada, well, what's your favorite city? You know, you mentioned New York. You're going to be out here in LA at the end of October, but what's what venue or city when you get off that tour bus? Maybe you, we call it the Peacock. Maybe you're just like, let's go, boys. Let's let's really send it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, London, England might be the one, I don't
2: know. Yeah. Like, and London is obviously London and it has a reputation for a reason. But yeah, we played in Brixton last time we were in London, last September, like a year ago, and it was amazing. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, but you gotta make sure you don't get hit when you're crossing the street. I feel like every time I'm in London, I'm always looking the wrong way. Because, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, the traffic's going the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, there comes so just everywhere. that's a warning to everybody. It's like, yeah, I, I feel like I've almost been hit by cars every time I'm there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I like L.A. too. I know some people are like, you're either a New York guy or you're an L.A. guy. But I'm like, I don't know, I kind of like both. Like, New York is sick. I was there a couple weeks ago. Love walking around New York. When I'm in LA, I'm like, I get it. LA is the best. Like, you know, you guys must,
1: uh, you guys must be oh, yeah. sold on LA. LA's is our it's uh, her backyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I seen you at Troubadour there too, which yeah. is a hell of a. I think that's the first time I yeah. seen you was at Troubadour. I brought Christine. Oh, up. Cool. I brought my girl up there. It was kind of like our one of our first little like you know divey shows, which was epic. Cause I'm like, this guy, yeah. he, I'm telling you, he rocks. Last one for
0: me, Max. We're trying. We know you got a goal, buddy. You mentioned a lot of bands. I I couldn't have you on with us without asking about my favorite, well, besides the Arkells, the Tragically Hip, brother. I mean, did -hmm. you you pump them back there? Because you asked a lot of Canadian hockey players, Junior Barnes, the Tragically Hip was playing. Did they have an influence on you at all? Yeah, I mean, well, we made our second record at their studio in Bath,
2: Ontario, and then we ended up touring with them across Canada in 2013. So we learned so much from them, and, you know, we're still in touch, and... You know, Gord obviously is like such an amazing frontman, amazing poet, and also just his work ethic, right? Like he really is a passionate guy. And I think that's the thing I'm kind of drawn to the most. Whenever I meet anybody, it doesn't matter if they're 70 years old or 20 years old. It's like, are you passionate? Do you care? Do you want to make something interesting? Like, are you dedicated to the, to your craft, whatever that is? And uh, Gord, Gord is all those things. And, uh, and, and then the band, you know, we're always so kind and gracious to us yeah so we, yeah we learned like
1: so many lessons from from the hip o- over the years awesome max man listen thank you to our listeners at your service u.s tour starting in philly september 29th go check them out uh and then you're back here october 22nd we're gonna put that one on the calendar bud region yeah. theater in la we'll see you there okay. see you there for that we'll see you there thank you so much max you're the you're the man appreciate it buddy okay appreciate it thanks for having me